Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. Yer, yer, yer. Three Knicks addicts giving you takes as hot as a Scottsdale parking lot yer. in less than a blunt's worth of time. Yer. We're here. D-Boy, what's really good? Yer. So I think Julius Randle sold his soul to the devil because every time he does something dumb, like throw the ball off the back of Derrick Rose's head, the Knicks somehow get the ball back. Oh, maybe maybe he had he had a vision off the ayahuasca in the Arizona desert. <laughs> now, Sad Monty is out. He has strained tear ducts and he can't see straight. But we have a very special guest in the building right now. The mayor of the 200 section at Madison Square Garden is with us right now. Emma, what's popping? Fuck Alfred Payton. Truth bombs. Everyone wanted to say it. Everyone was thinking it. And everyone probably did say it several times throughout tonight. Final <laughs> score, Phoenix Suns 128, New York Knicks 105. When did everything get so messed up tonight? Walt's suit was a pool of cool. The Knicks certainly needed a dunk after the Suns burnt them to a crisp. We're going to get into quick hits. A great game for three quarters, but oh, what an ugly loss. Let's give out some trophies. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Villa Rica's own Corey J. Crowder, who hit big three after big three on his way to 18 points off the bench. The 34th overall pick in the 2012 draft was renting space in Randall's head with his impeccable defense and world-class baiting. The best thing Alfred Payton ever did was knock this dude to the ground. The Alexei Shved UFO award goes to Derek Rose and his Rick Barry-esque underhand pass to the 26th row, to which Clyde remarked, he threw the ball into oblivion. On a chippy night in the Valley of the Sun, the WWE Intercontinental Championship belt goes to Taj Gibson for his bionic forearm to the back of the ever-irritating Chris Paul midway through the final period. And doom! The Tibbs throat coat scream of the game came in the closing seconds of the third quarter as R.J. Barrett turned the ball over on an out-of-bounds pass that resulted in a Cameron Payne buzzer beater with only .8 seconds to go. And the sad stat of the game? Obi Toppin played some of the best basketball of his short career, scoring eight points on two deep balls and a high-flying slam after stuffing Chris Paul. He still only played 15 minutes. Leave Obi in! This day in the Sad Knicks history, May 7th, 1995, Indiana 107, New York 105, game one of what would end up as one of the most contentious seven-game series in some time. If you were casting for a villainous, flopping, fouling, shit-talking, nut-punching heel of an opponent, it would be Reggie Miller's bitch ass. Yeah, he scored eight points in nine seconds, but he threw Greg Anthony to the ground for his second three on a steal. John Starks choked at the line, Pat missed the putback, and Reggie sealed the deal on his 14th and 15th free throw of the game. Fuck you, Reggie Miller. I'm going to leave the horrendous Tim Donaghy performance art by the referees aside for just a minute and say that this was one of the worst losses of the year. 
RJ, normally with Bruce Lee levels of zen out there, threw this thing away with a mindless inbound pass to end the third, and it was all downhill from there. The savior Randall was nowhere to be found, spinning into oblivion, and that chirping little chihuahua CP3 baited Taj into a flagrant foul that would have made Darrell Rivas proud in the open field. You want to talk about MVPs, championships, free agents? Well, let's start by not letting Jay Crowder undress you in front of all the New Yorkers that were stupid enough to stay up and watch this bullshit game. Yeah, Jay Crowder drives me nuts, and he's trying to get under the skin of Julius Randle, and Julius Randle is a big, strong guy, so he can hold his own, but he needs someone else out there to enforce and say, and say, Jay Crowder, you're not getting away with this Like it or not, Julius Randle's impact on the offensive end of the floor has been a big reason for the Knicks' success this year. His play has demanded a double team, opening the floor for shooters to knock down open threes, where the team ranks third in the NBA in percentage. Hell, he's played like a bona fide superstar the last few weeks. The flip side is well documented too. Iso Randall is both ugly basketball and one of the biggest reasons the team blows leads. His defense has only improved from worst in the league to well below average. To be quite frank, half of all Randall games in Knicks uniforms to date have been bad games. So, with early rumblings of contract negotiations being leaked already, how much are you comfortable with the Knicks investing in Julius Randle? I don't know, consistency isn't proven in just one season. Yes, Randle's playing ass off, but this season has been nothing less than a miracle. And I just don't know if he can stay at this level. The conundrum with Julius Randle, in my book, is that what elevated him to be the amazing player that he's been throughout the year, the like, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th on the MVP ladder that he's been throughout the year was the fact that the Knicks <laughs> needed him to play this well, to be this good. And they needed him to be the number one option throughout the entire year, which he's done an excellent job of doing. But as we see tonight, and we as we see over and over again, against the elite teams, it's not a winning formula to have Julius Randle be your playmaker. So, when we look forward, is there a world in which Julius Randle is a really effective role player? And how do we structure a contract around that reality? If you give him an extension now, this summer, the Knicks will end up paying about $10 million less a year for every year of Randle's contract. And that $10 million is not something minor to be thrown away because the Knicks have a lot of cap room. Mitchell Robinson's contract is up at the end of next summer and RJ's is up the summer after that, if we go out and we sign a true free agent star, the Knicks are going to fall into this trap where we might not be able to sign a Mitchell Robinson. We could be going heavily into the tax to re-sign RJ. But we have seen this team take so many flyers on dudes one year at a time and hope they show us something and then they cut them loose. Randall's actually showed up here and wore the Dipset shirt from day one. Like he's he's happy to be here. He's happy to be a leader. Obviously the higher ups like make the PR machine center around him as the star player. So from that standpoint, turning the culture around, I really think we do need to show other players that we're willing to make an investment by starting with Randall. I mean, yeah, Randall has done a lot for this team this season. He's really taken the stink out of the Knicks. People are thinking of coming here, but is that enough? Can he consistently put up these numbers? And honestly, for me, he hasn't proven himself. I need that one more year for him to actually show that he can show up. The playoffs are gonna mean a lot to Randall's value. The heart of this matter is if Randall doesn't show up in the playoffs and he gets exploited there, the Knicks are in serious trouble and you have to really rethink if this guy is worth building. 
he hasn't proven that he can be clutch. Like we've seen it time and time again. Nope. In those last moments of those games, he's going to travel. He's going to turn the ball over. Playoffs is where it's going to matter. Can he actually show up for our team? Can he be the guy that we're going to go to to take those buzzer beaters, to take those game-winning shots? Honestly, I don't know. But the volume of the performance, the volume of the scoring has been there throughout the year and also the assists, the distributing. Who is this Reggie Bullock that we've seen come along with Randall? An excellent player that we can get on a reasonable deal if we keep him here. So it's my opinion that I actually think we should go for the extension. If Randall, who's a very team-centric guy, I believe he would be willing to negotiate down even though he'd be leaving upwards of $10 million on the table do you want to see, is he really worth this max extension by giving him another audition year and then saying, wow, we owe this dude now $40 million for the next five years if we're going to keep him? I think that that's a risk the Knicks have to take because they're- The audition. Yeah, the audition because there's not enough track record here. You know, what is it? 40, 50 games that Randall's had where he's acted like this player. And now we're looking at another year where it's not going to be crazy COVID protocol. It's not going to be this weird, screwy season. You know, injuries have ravaged the NBA this year and haven't ravaged the core pieces of the Knicks. Most importantly, haven't ravaged Julius Randle, which has kept us afloat. The guy has missed one game this entire year. If he does it for one more year, he's worth the max. Coming from my lips to God's ears. And I will second that. Well, then. The Suns are a weird-ass name, like everything orbits around them. Nah, they're getting sunned by the NBA, ha 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 ha. I mean, they're like stars, but there's doper celestial body names, you know, like comets, galaxies, aurora borealis, but suns? Sun? I don't get it. They had a cocaine trial in 1987 in which a star player pinched three other players on immunity. Stop snitching, sons. So then the NBA was like, uh, sons, you've been around like 20 years. Mind if we name a team in the other sunshine state with a coke problem, the heat, and use two of your feature colors? Okay, cool. You don't mind because you don't matter. Paul Westfeld, Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, seven seconds or less, D Booker, pedigree out the wazoo, times of success, time of Sarver. Please don't screw up this CP3 chance. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait and never forget that this year's team ranks in the bottom five of the league in points, assists, three-pointers attempted, and fouls per game.